0: Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. You can trust Indeed as a hiring partner because they want the same thing that you do, finding quality candidates. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash Apple Bits, offer valid through March 31st. And also a big thanks to Trade Coffee for supporting the show. Get fresh roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters and Trade Coffee ships free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering a $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash AppleBits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the AppleBits XL. Brian Tong here, a.k.a. BTZ, doing it nice, slow, and easy. Welcome to the show. It's the AppleBits XL. This is the place for all the big news, all the big stories inside, outside, around the world of Apple and tech. And, you know, things started are starting to get a little warm because this week Apple had some new OS beta releases, which we're going to talk about because they really have indications of new features that we've been waiting for that are finally coming. Apple also had their earnings. They just announced them. So we're going to find out where they stand. And yes, we're always going to talk about future products coming up. But before we get to that, hey, you want to be a part of this show? It's really easy to do. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. Your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, put it in, be a part of it, applebitsshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support this show and all my content. It starts at $2 per month, $5, $10, $25. The $100 platinum Apple level, but patreon.com slash Tong is how you do it, and I am so grateful for all of your support and the benefits, early access to content, bonuses at every level, and a completely ad-free version of this show. I repeat, ad-free version. It makes a difference. But thank you so much for all of your support. All right let's jump into it and just right at the end of the week Apple announced the newest betas for iPad OS 15.4, Mac OS, Monterey 12.3 uh, they also obviously would have iOS 15.4 but let's talk about you know the feature that was really kind of the showcase feature at WWDC was this thing called Universal control that would allow you to literally place let's say an iMac, next to a MacBook Pro, next to an iPad in whatever order you want, and universal control would be able to detect the position and then be able to, to allow you to seamlessly drag let's say a photo from your iPad across to the MacBook Pro and then into a timeline or let's say on the desktop of your iMac. Now, really cool looking, really cool demo. I think I don't know if I'd be I'm not going to be using three devices but would I use potentially two devices this way to move media content and resources around? Absolutely. It is in the iOS, sorry, it is in the iPad OS 15.4 beta and macOS Monterey 12.3 betas that have just been released. Now, these are not at the moment, at the time that we're recording this, available to the public yet, but they are part of the developer betas. You can check out a few videos people have posted online. It's smooth as butter. I think that, the idea of it is is really exciting, but I am also, again, really curious how often people are going to use it because I felt like SharePlay, when I when I got my hands on it, was actually a feature that was going to blow up even post-pandemic, but it just hasn't. People are have not learned and have not changed their behavior to use their devices this way. I think it's going to be a specific user that's going to love universal control to be able to take advantage of it. So that's cool. I mean, I dig that. The other big thing, iOS 15.4. So sure, we got universal control on the iPad and the Mac. iOS 15.4 is now allowing you to use Face ID, a whole new flavor of Face ID that allows you to use the feature while wearing a mask. Previously, this has not been possible. Previously, you had to pull down your mask to show face ID or I just get lazy and I just type in the code and be annoyed by it and move on. iOS 15.4's beta, which we will assume will roll out to the full version when it comes out, also has this new face ID with the mask feature. This is huge if you live in an area where many people wear masks. If you don't, you're like, I don't care about this feature. And that's okay. But for me, this is... This is going to be huge and make using my phone a lot more efficient because we're all still wearing masks in a majority of California. iOS 15.4 will also allow third-party apps to finally take full advantage of the 120 Hertz pro promotion display. Now when it launched, right, everyone' was like, oh promotion's gonna be amazing And at least on the iPhone, it was only limited to some of Apple's own apps and most third-party app animations most of them were still stuck at 60 Hertz. So you didn't feel like it was across the board. Quite honestly, you really only felt it in Safari on the iPhone. And then when you're scrolling through uh, the the OS pages, that's the only time I really felt that 120 was there. So now in this iOS 15.4 beta, you know, previously in the earlier versions, Apple said that there was a core animation bug and that it would eventually get fixed in a later update. And it appears that, This has actually been addressed specifically in this new beta to allow third-party apps to get that feature now. And, and, you know, I like that. Someone who uses Twitter, I would like to see my Twitter feed in 120 hertz because that's what the phone is supposed to be capable of doing. So that switch has been flipped on as well. 15.4 beta for iOS also adds the new emojis. Or like I say, emojis! you're lucky i don't hold it as long as i as i feel like i'm just saying but you know these include things like the melting face there's like the the two hands over your eyes but one of the hands the fingers are kind of slightly open like as if you're you're peeking there's the flat crooked smiley face there's a battery there's a battery icon that has like low power where it's in the red there's beans there's like the biting lip emoji, which is kind of sassy. I mean, the only time you're gonna use the biting lip emoji is for sassy. So, for those of you who needed to add that to your repertoire of eggplant and peach and the squirt emoji, congratulate the cherries, the blueberries. The biting lip emoji is now can be added to kind of sauce up your sassy emoji game. There's like a slide. Um, what else do we have here? Like an x-ray. There's shaking hands of different skin colors to show unity. There's bubbles. There's a driver's license. All these are so important, but come on, you know, oh my gosh, I almost, I almost forgot the most important emoji here. I didn't even realize this was part of it until I just looked at this. The hand heart. I, I do it in my videos. You know what the hand heart is? It's like the Korean hand heart where you take your thumb and and your index finger, and you kind of make them form a V with each other. You kind of make them, set them diagonally from each other. I know some of you are holding your finger up, like close the rest of your fingers, pull up your index finger vertically, bring your thumb to it, and kind of create a V shape. But it's also a heart. There's a hand heart in iOS 15.4, and that makes it the greatest update of all time. When you put an emoji in there like that, mm, it's all-time great. If you want to talk all-time great, Apple also just reported its earning results for the fourth quarter of 2021. That corresponds with the first fiscal quarter of 2022. All right. So overall, Apple reported an all-time quarterly record compared to year over year of 123.9% billion dollars. This is their bread and butter quarter. It is the quarter where the majority of people are buying iPhones, iPads. We saw the huge buzz around the MacBook Pros. Then you get people buying accessories like AirPods, and then you get invested in services and Apple Watch. It's it's the bonkers quarter for Apple every year. So we don't get a specific product by product um, breakdown, but we do get Product categories. So, for example, compare this to last year's iPhone quarter uh, in the year. Let's call it the year ago quarter. So, the end of the year of 2021, the iPhone what made 71.6 billion dollars this year, up from 65.5 billion from last year. The Mac sector, 10.8 billion dollars, up from 8.6 billion in the year ago quarter. The Mac, the Mac area is growing and thriving, ladies and gentlemen. It went from 8.6 up to 10.8. That's a 2 billion increase. The Mac is anything but dead. I mean, last year I said was the return of the Mac. This year is going to be the return of the Mac part two with everything that we expect them to drop that's cooking. Wearables, home, and accessories are all bundled together. That was at 14.7 billion, up from 12.9 billion last year in the quarter. Here's a big one services 19.5 billion dollars last year's quarter 15.7 who they almost jumped up what is that they almost jumped up what 20, 30% about 30% higher for in the quarter that's incredible wearables Home and accessories, That so that includes the Apple Watch, Apple TV, HomePod Mini, iPod Touch. Who's buying an iPod Touch still? I don't know. AirPods, Beats, accessories. You have the services, that includes App Store, Apple Music, Apple Arcade, Apple TV+, Plus, Apple Fitness+, Plus, iCloud, and more. Apple had their best quarter ever. All-time quarterly record for the company as a whole, right? Like I said, this is their bread and butter quarter. So, you know, they're doing just fine. Tim Cook said, uh, the results were made possible by our most innovative lineup of products and services ever. We're gratified to see the response from customers around the world at a time when staying connected has never been more important. So congrats, Apple. The cash keeps on Chichingin chinging in. All right, let's take a moment to thank the sponsors of this show, Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL podcast because if you're successful in business, it's because you love doing the research, whether it's the state of the market or the next right hire. But when you're low on hours and you still want to do a great job on hiring, who do you go to for help? It's time for Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you at every stage of the hiring process. Find great talent. Through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor posts, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. The feature that I love the most that is gonna save you the most time if you're looking for help is instant match because time is precious. So indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide and Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talentnest, So join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com AppleBits. Offer valid through March 31st, Go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. And also, thanks again to Trade Coffee for sponsoring the podcast as well. 90% of coffee from the grocery store is actually stale. You heard that right. The coffee that you know and think you love needs an upgrade. Instead of rebuying the same old, same old Let trade coffee, send you something freshly roasted that you're literally guaranteed to love trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like whole or ground, whether you're a coffee nerd or you just want a better daily cup trades, real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz to get started. I've done it multiple times. Trade Coffee guarantees that you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. And Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wired, GQ, and has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Now, I've personally used Trade Coffee for, geez, at least over the past year. And it doesn't get any fresher for me in the delivery to your door. That just makes it easy. So for someone who likes coffee like me, but isn't really an expert on it, the coffee quiz, it helped me narrow down my choices. And I would have never picked some of these for myself. But, uh, it's really good. I've even recently uh, tried Equator's Eye of the Tiger Espresso. Espresso. Ooh, coffee people just criticize me. Espresso. Espresso. So this has a creamy base and hints of citrus and ripe fruit, and it was really, really good. And for our listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com AppleBits. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash AppleBits and start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash AppleBits for $20 off your first three bags. All right, so we just talked about Apple's bonkers earnings, which is expected. And I, I also believe, I mean, this still consistently happens quarter after quarter. Specifically for this year, I don't expect to see Apple drop below what they've already done in any quarter. There was even a report that Apple themselves expects this year to be the busiest year, specifically the fall, where they're going to be announcing so many products, which is great news for creators like me and also scary news for creators like me because I know that it's going to be a beast. But the fact that they're going strong with their product lineup and we are expecting to see some sort of event in uh, March or April, I think that they're they're gonna be just as strong and we're gonna see record after record. And uh I'm also genuinely excited to see what they drop on us. Now, during these earning reports, you know, the the media gets to ask questions to the executive team, which includes Tim Cook, and I think obviously Apple's V AR VR headset is at the top of everyone's minds, at least from a standpoint of what will be one of those potentially next big things, the kind of the next new product for Apple. So during the earnings call, Tim Cook did address the metaverse potential and said that Apple is investing accordingly. Now, specifically, Tim Cook, when asked about you know the potential of the metaverse and what is Apple doing in that space, he said, we're a company in the business of innovation and we have over 14,000 AR apps in the app store. He added that he sees a lot of potential in the space and that Apple is investing accordingly. The big thing here, he never used the word, the M word. He never said the M word, which is Metaverse, which is, uh, okay, formerly Facebook's company name, Meta, who also decided to take the name away from the Oculus Quest, which sounds cool. And it's now called the Meta Quest, And I think that anytime I hear the word meta, because I associate with Facebook, I hate it. I don't think that's going to change my perception of the name or the word meta. But what will change my perception is if they put out a super badass Oculus Quest 3. (laughs) See, I didn't even call it the meta. But, you know, Tim Cook has been talking about AR for a long time. I feel like as far back as... Three four years ago, he would he would never make it a secret. He was like, "Oh, we see a lot of interesting potential in AR." He always said, "AR is going to be more of a social experience, not a isolated experience." And for all indications, that's what we've heard. You, the even in the most recent reports with Apple working on this VR AR headset, their goal is to not actually trap someone in this metaverse, but really interact with the real world and also they use the words in the report from Bloomberg that the metaverse was off limits at Apple. And who knows, maybe Apple's trying to create their own Appleverse, right? If there's one thing they're not going to do is they're not going to jump on someone else's brand name. And uh, I think Facebook is really trying to make it happen. The reality is that only the people in the, like, I don't hear people outside of the tech world or people that are outside of any tech interest, talk about the metaverse. It's it's always sometimes this weird bubble that we have where it's like metaverse, metaverse, oh my gosh. And yes, we are all in this space that we talk about a lot, but outside of our niche, which it is a niche, passion, love, and interest, even though tech is everywhere, like general population is not talking about the metaverse. News, news headlines are trying, you know, stop trying to make fetch happen. If you know the reference, stop trying to make metaverse happen, but it is catching on. I'm just saying right now, we still aren't using that. And it's going to be interesting to see, does that, is that, does that, is that the word? Because Facebook is the company that they are. Most users in Facebook are super cash, you know, so we'll see. All right. Kind of in the aftermath of the earnings report. Also, Apple still trying to ship out MacBook Pros 14-inch and 16-inch. In fact, 3 months after its launch, Apple is still struggling to meet demand for the new redesigns. Now, thank goodness I ordered actually I I did end up ordering a few hours later because I had to do my uh <laughs> I was doing my live stream which did hurt me. Um but I but I did end up getting my actual personal 16-inch MacBook Pro, which I'm using to record this, which I'm actually I forgot to tell you, I'm actually in Cupertino at my parents' house in my bedroom that I grew up with blankets around me talking into a microphone with my new 16-inch MacBook Pro that I got about a month ago right next to me. It's kind of insane. God, technology is so cool that I could just record my podcast anywhere, do it on the fly, edit it, publish it, never take that for granted. But three months after the launch, the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros are continued to experience such high demand and short supply that shipping dates are stretching into multiple weeks in several of Apple's key markets. So in the US, a baseline 14-inch MacBook Pro, so that's just with the M1 Pro, the estimated ship time is three to four weeks. So you're looking at a a arrival by what, mid to late February? If you want to talk about a 14-inch MacBook Pro with a higher-end M1 Pro configuration or even like the M1 Max, that's even a longer wait into at least early March. whoo, That is crazy. So you're telling me that didn't affect their numbers? I mean, the Mac itself, like I said, already jumped up like 25, around 20 to 25% um, from last quarter, or sorry, last year's quarter, 2021 to 2020. It, it went up about 25%. That number probably, if they were able to supply that, probably would jump up to 30 to 35% increase. Like seriously. And for the record... Everyone loves their MacBook Pros. They are so incredible. I sometimes feel like, I mean, I do love the bigger screen, but because this is a clunker, it's pretty heavy. There are times where I feel like, ooh, I'd really like the 14-inch just for more portability, but this is my primary computer, so I don't care. But, you know, if you you had the luxury to have like a massive desktop and then a a portable on the side, the 14-inch, it's pretty nice, really nice. So delays happening there, you're not the only one, but it is affecting a lot of people. Now, if we kind of want to talk about maybe stuff that's coming to the future, let's talk about iPhones. I know we we talk about like the iPhone 14 sometimes ad nauseum, but I try to really focus on the new stuff that matters to us instead of just, "Hey, every week, here's the four new models with the pill hole with the, you know, um yeah, I guess it's just the pill hole. <laughs> better better camera, better processor, iPhone 14 New design, iPhone 14. Well, you know what? Forget this. This is what I think is kind of a cooler news story. So we know that Apple and Square and mobile payments have kind of exploded over the past five years and have really allowed businesses to flourish, whether it's, you know, people at a craft fair, people at like um, uh, just fairs, conventions, you know, things like that, or even just businesses that the square experience just makes it so easy. Like my favorite poke shop, go fish poke in Cupertino, not a sponsor. (laughs) It's not, but here's what's happening. That's I think is even cooler. Small businesses may soon be able to accept credit and debit debit card payments directly through the iPhone's onboard NFC chip without the need of any kind of external hardware. So back in August of 2020, Apple reportedly purchased a, a company called MobiWave, and they're a payment technology startup that developed a method that allows smartphones to just be used themselves as mobile payment terminals. And now it appears, according to Bloomberg, that Apple is planning to implement this technology directly on iPhones without any extra hardware. You know, we have the currently kind of like the tap to touch chips already involved in a lot of our credit cards. And that may be a part of it as well, but this would, you know, unfortunately, completely get rid of the need for something like square payment systems. But I think without having that attachment, it also just kind of makes the transaction not only easier, maybe some people like this idea of like, oh, I'm scanning this through a a terminal or like an add-on. So it feels more official. No, I don't care. Just tap your card, make the payment even easier than normal. And it just goes through. Like if, you're op- if you have an app open for the retailer or the seller and then you just tap your car on it, that's amazing. So we don't know if this new NFC payment option is going to be branded as part of Apple Pay or maybe it'll be a different service. I think that it will have a different name. Like it should have a different name because this is kind of a big deal feature. I mean, this would be like saying Apple with Square. No, this is like Apple Pay with tap id i'm i'm just kidding i'm not making that up tap to pay actually that already exists that's what the feature is called on cards whatever it is we don't know if um it will be its own named feature according to the report but we also know apple has its own credit card it has the apple card it has apple pay and they are making you know part of that big number for apple services is these transactions that happen that is part of their services um group which went up 30, 35% year over year, and it will continue to. I mean, it is kind of really cool, even though it's taken forever to see wireless payments through our phones become a normal thing because I kid you not, I remember reporting about it in 2005 in Japan. So we're basically 12 to 15 years behind Japan in our wallet technology, they've been able to use this on flip phones that didn't even have touch screens back in the day. They had a fingerprint scanner. That was like a metal scanner, like that you'd touch upon to authenticate. Uh, They, they did this as far back as 2005. (laughs) It just reminds me like, Oh, it's, it's a cool feature, but damn, we're slow. Super cool. You know, I'm a big fan of the Apple watch bands. I have more than I care to admit um but you know I love these stylish ones Apple announced this week a black unity braided solo loop for the Apple Watch this is a sick band so it's a black kind of the the braided think of it as a black braided material but within it you have these hints of like green like the hot green like a it's more of like a uh not a hot pink but that kind of like a hot red And yellow, just kind of speckles of it within the watch band. And then to celebrate this for Black History Month, not only are they releasing this new Black Unity braided solo loop, they're also releasing a new downloadable watch face. You gotta check it out. It looks sick, but um damn it's stylish. And I'm I'm definitely jumping on board on this one. There's there's no doubt about it. If you go to the watch face gallery, um the watch face is called Unity Lights. I believe though. It's not available for every um, Apple Watch. It might be Series Four and more. It it also reminds me that I wish Apple would make more cool watch faces available for us. But uh, check it out: the Unity Lights watch face is available for free. You don't have, from what I gather, you do not have to buy the actual braided loop to get access to the watch face. That's what I I'm pretty sure about that. So if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, Tong, you can correct me and let me know. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's show. Yes, a little shorter, but hey, you know, there is some news, but we're we're still twiddling our thumbs. I think that, you know, we're going to hang. I'm going to get some guests on here in the meantime, but while we wait kind of for that March-April time frame, uh, you know, there's always something to talk about. We also got to talk about our Patreon supporters at the $100 Platinum Apple level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Freighter, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you all of you so much for your incredible support. And thank you to all of you who continue to support my content, my video, the podcast, everything. Um, it's amazing. And I'm literally about to hit a full, complete three years of independent and starting year four um, at the end of March. So I think what we'll do is something special for the Patreon supporters, kind of like a hangout, get together. And then I think I also might do like a, a Q&A on YouTube, like a live one. Um, just cause you know, I can't, you have all made it possible for me to get this far. So, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, but that's going to do it for this week's show. Everybody take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple bits XL, baby. Peace.